man. AEW. AEW. Tony Khan, man. People. Y'all are complainers, man. Y'all are complainers. AEW making waves. Tony Khan making waves with the big announcement. AEW will be teaming with New Japan for the Forbidden Door on June 26th in Chicago, Illinois. Big blockbuster news. I actually have the press release I will be reading to you guys in the opening of the podcast. Plus, we had CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. And we also had a lot more on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite right here on the newest episode of The Wrestling Takeover. Welcome to... You're listening to The Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Wrestling Takeover. Episode 265. This is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Thank you guys for joining me again. Be sure to subscribe. Rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. And follow me on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Also, I have recently been doing some articles on Discuss Pro Wrestling. If you guys want to support me up there and you guys want to continue to support me in the podcast and my social media, all of it is all in my bios on linktree.com slash Jordan Turner. You will gain easy access to the podcast and to the website that I am doing the articles on. If you guys want to go support me over there, I would really appreciate it, man. Tony Khan, Tony Khan, man, making waves in the pro wrestling world. You know, a lot of people are just going crazy. It's great. As a pro wrestling fan, this was not this in particular, but this, among other things, were speculated about what Tony Khan's going to do. What is Tony Khan going to do? Is he going to bring in the trios championships? Is he going to announce an official streaming service for AEW? No, it was none of that. In fact, it was something that we have been talking about throughout the internet wrestling community for a couple weeks now. A couple weeks now. The signs were kind of there. Tony Khan was using Ishii. We've seen a Switchblade tonight. I love Switchblade Jay White, man. So seeing him was really cool. Uh, he's been appearing on Dynamite, you know, previously here and there. So there was a tease of that as well. And, you know, we've been seeing teases all over the place over the past, say, couple months, year with New Japan a Pro Wrestling. And it's made official. It is made official. I have the press release. I am going to read this word for word. And then I will give you guys my opinion on this and why I really believe this is a big deal for the world of professional wrestling. So AEW in New Japan announced their first ever joint pay-per-view event called AEW versus New Japan Forbidden Door. Live from the United Center in Chicago on Sunday, June 26th. 
This landmark pay-per-view represents the next step in uh, the professional wrestling revolution. April 20th, 2020, moments ago, AEW Dynamite live on TBS. The hinge were fully ripped off the door of the Forbidden Door as it was announced that the AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling will present their first ever joint pay-per-view special this upcoming summer. AEW, New Japan, Forbidden Door. It will take place live, like I said, on Sunday, June 26th at the United Center in Chicago, featuring marquee matchups between members of AEW and New Japan's world-class roster. Tickets for the historic event pay-per-view go on sale on Friday, May 6th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central Time at awtix.com, tickermaster.com, so on and so forth. Fans in the United States and Canada can watch the pay-per-view via purchase on Bleach Report app or via their local cable or satellite provider. Okay, there you go. Um, They actually had, or Tony Khan was talking about this and why it's a big deal. He had this to say. As the world continues to reopen, I'm making sure the forbidden door follows suit as we finally give the fans the dream events they've always imagined, said Tony Khan, CEO, GM, and head of creative of AEW. The United Center was home to one of AEW's biggest events of all time, the first dance, when CM Punk made his return to professional wrestling after seven-year hiatus. This summer, fans in AEW of New Japan Pro Wrestling as well can accept the unpredictable and unexpected during this extraordinary first-of-the-kind pay-per-view between two incredible companies. As we have done for more than 50 years, the pro wrestling industry can ensure people with fulfillment of their dreams, says Tamai Oshi, a president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now it's quite as important of a mission for us, the pro wrestling industry as a whole. We are not only opening this door, we will show your new Japan pro wrestling genuine strong style beyond the forbidden door. This announcement furthers the opening of the forbidden door coming from over one month ago after Tony Khan announced that he agreed to acquire the assets of Ring of Honor. And less than three weeks after he proceeded the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, a pay-per-view in Dallas featuring the number of major title changes and Ring of Honor alumni appearances, including Samoa Joe, the Young Bucks, Willie Utah, Jay Lethal, Lee Moriarty, uh, Matt Seidel, Sonia Dutt, and Mercedes Martinez. There it is. I'm tired. My voice is kind of shot. I apologize if I sound really scratchy. Listen, this is this is huge. This is big. This is massive for the world of pro wrestling. I'm getting tired of seeing people on social media complaining about this. Like, are you a fan of AEW? Are you a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a fan of both? Confused. You should be a fan of both. You should want to support both. This is a big deal for the world of pro wrestling. Big for the fans. 
This is pretty much a thank you from Tony Khan from New Japan to in regards to us, the fans supporting these two brands during the pandemic. Number one, number two. AEW fans were loyal. New Japan Pro Wrestling fans were loyal. I'm a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm a fan of AEW. Obviously, I'm reviewing Dynamite. This was a thank you, right? Struggling during the pandemic. You know, AEW not sure if they're going to continue. New Japan Pro Wrestling continuing and not continuing during the pandemic. And both shows joined together. This is pretty much a give back to the fans. It's all this is is. This is it. It's a thank you to the fans for appreciating what we're putting out in terms of our product in regards to New Japan's perspective and AEW's perspective. This is huge. This is fun. This is very exciting. I'm pumped. I'm in a house with multiple people, so I cannot be screaming and hollering, but I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I cannot wait. I actually had a bleach report notification wise. They put out, uh, you can purchase the pay-per-view. That was crazy. I seen um, the logo for it is crazy. The vibe is great in the pro wrestling industry. And it's all coming from AEW. You know, AEW is making waves. AEW is, you know, making people love pro wrestling again. You know, I have a couple people that haven't really watched pro wrestling in a while. I told them to go out and watch AEW, give AEW a chance. They're back in the thick of things, man. Back to watch pro wrestling again because of AEW. They heard CM Punk came back, and that's why they started to come back to watch pro wrestling again. And they're supporting AEW just like I am, man. I support AEW. I support New Japan. I'm going to pay for this event. I support the other promotions. I want professional wrestling to thrive. I do. It's the big deal. I love it. I don't want to go too harp on it because I want to get to the review and give you guys my honest opinions on what I thought was. was a, it was a solid episode of Dynamite. Not the craziest thing. It's not going to blow me away. Um, not sure what you guys think about it. It might have blown you guys away. That's cool. But it was an okay show. But the big announcement, kind of knew this was going to happen. But at the same time, it's different when, you know, you read it. Like, that's cool. But when you actually hear the people say this announcement, it's a totally, totally different story. Props to AEW. Props to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Props to Tony Khan. Props to the owner of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Can't remember his name. I apologize, um, but you guys know who I'm talking about. This is huge. New Japan Pro Wrestling is popping again. It really is, not just because of this, but they've been putting on great shows. I actually watched um, John Moxley and Will Ospreay's match. That match was a banger. That match was a banger. And it's just a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. Be a great time, man. AEW's giving you some stuff. New Japan Pro Wrestling's giving you stuff. Impact's giving you stuff. WWE is giving you stuff. 
you know, and at the end of the day, I just want pro wrestling to thrive. And right now, it's kind of in a rut right now. Not a lot of things are popping in the world of pro wrestling. But this this announcement, you know, it, it's a great thing. And it's really one of the reasons as to why I love this industry. Why I want to be a part of this industry. For moments and announcements like this. The crowd rocking tonight in Pittsburgh. Um, and people on social media in the IWC community coming together and supporting this announcement. This is just great for the overall business of professional wrestling. All right, man, let's go and talk about Dynamite tonight. We opened with CM Punk as he defeated Dustin Rhodes via pinfall. Uh, this match went 17 minutes and 26 seconds. This match, it was fine, right? It was fine. I'm not a big fan of Dustin Rose. I respect him. You know, I respect what he's done for the game. But this guy was slow, methodical, which is cool, which is cool. But there was a couple instances in this match where, you know, I don't want to say it was a miscue or it was just a part of it in terms of, you know, going slow in certain spots. I don't know. It just kind of looked a little clunky, especially with some of the moves that Dustin Rose was hitting. Uh, he was selling his ass off tonight, though. He was selling his ass off, you know, with the knee injury, quote unquote. So he was selling CM Punk. Listen, you know, I call Cody Rhodes the best storyteller in professional wrestling. He's up there with Roman Reigns. I'm putting CM Punk up there. CM Punk is an underrated storyteller. So is Dustin. But I feel CM Punk is one of the best storytellers in pro wrestling. And um, we're, we start off the match. Um, you know, traditional filling each other out in the beginning of the match. Uh, Punk, obviously, he makes his way to the ring and the crowd going crazy. So we actually seen um, Dustin Rhodes, right? They're filling each other out. We've seen some arm drag, shoulder tackles by both men. Punk. Flies in with a hip toss, and Dustin keeps up with him. And obviously, this is when the leg injury, quote-unquote, came into fruition. So CM Punk was doing a lot of moves with the injured leg, doing the hip toss, doing the uh, the arm, the leg bar, right? And he was really attacking the leg. So some more on the mat wrestling with both men before Dustin attacks Punk with an arm jack. So Dustin coming back. And he lays in some chops in the corner. Punk then tries for a GTS to end it. But Dustin Rhodes fights off and gets out of the ring via roll-up. And he ducks the crossbody attempt. And Dustin spills to the outside to give the advantage back to Punk. <clears throat> the crowd tried to chant for Dustin to get back into the ring, get back into the match. And Punk follows him to the outside of the ring. As Dustin was really selling his leg injury. So Dustin fights back with the kick and body weight on Dustin's knee, CM Punk, uh, repeatedly. He continues to attack as we head to commercial break. We come back with Dustin in lots of trouble. This guy was several mat several times. This match could have ended several times. A Punk chops Dustin down with kicks to the knee and then gets a two count on a pin before Dustin fights back before he can't 
as we get a power slam and then we get the work knee CM Punk working on the bad knee of Dustin Rhodes. At the end of the day, CM Punk defeated Dustin Rhodes via roll-up, and that's how the match concluded. You know, uh, again, it was fine. We had a great moment as both men embraced with a hug and a handshake, crowd chanting, uh, and uh, after that, this is when things got interesting. So Adam Page, you know, the current AEW champion, he comes out, crowd going crazy. They love them. Some Adam Page. I love Adam Page. Cowboy shit. You know the whole deal, man. Love it. So, Adam Page came out. CM Punk was smiling. But before that, CM Punk was doing a jester, doing a double check, right? Uh, Packer, Aaron Rodgers type of double check, you know, jester there to the crowd. And, you know, Adam Page came out. They had a stare down. It looks like we are going to get Adam Page versus CM Punk for the AEW title. Now, I say maybe because I think Adam Cole still wants that title. I would not put it past AEW to give us a triple threat match at double or nothing Punk, Page, and Cole. We'll see what happens. Maybe they have it in the ladder match. I don't know. I would prefer to having a one-on-one match. That depends if Adam Page still is going to go after that title. But he lost on Rampage. By the way, that match with uh, Adam Page and Adam Cole, it was not good. It wasn't good, man. It was boring. And I cannot believe I'm saying that with the Page and Cole match. But I'm always going to be... 100 with you guys. I'm always going to be truthful and honest. That match was fucking slow. Slow as shit. I didn't even finish the match because it was just so boring and slow. Um, But either way, uh, Triple Threat, Punk, Page, Cole, or Punk, and Page one-on-one. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but it should be pretty good. I cannot wait. CM Punk getting into the title picture. Finally, the people that have been wanting Punk to be in the world title since day one, you all are now getting your wish. So shut the fuck up and stop complaining about it. I've seen it every week. Why isn't Punk in the title match? Punk, 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 Punk. Be patient. You got your wish. CM Punk is now in the world title scene for AEW. So we'll see what happens. All right, next up, man, we've seen Wardlow. We've seen a video package where we see security uh, stopping Wardlow and Mark Sterling. He goes to him and explains MJF's special rule, including handcuffs and being accommodated, excuse me, by security everywhere. And Wardlow doesn't care because he's going to get to wrestle tonight against uh, Butcher, I believe. And we had him have a match. Listen. This Wardlow, MJF feud, rivalry, whatever you want to call it, it's been the best thing in AEW, in my personal opinion. It has been the best thing in AEW. This has been great. You know, Wardlow is really getting over, man, really getting over with the crowd. And he's going to be a big baby face. And when he gets his hands on MJF, 
that crowd is going to blow up. I would save Wardlow getting his hands on MJF at double or nothing. I would not do it before double or nothing. I wouldn't. I would not. We'll see what happens. So next up, we have Black Boy Combat Club, Brian Danielson, Willie Utah, and John Moxley as they defeated Lee Moriarty, Brock Anderson, and Dante Martin with Arn Anderson via pinfall. This lasted eight minutes and eight seconds. The Blackpool. The Blackpool Combat Club, man. You gotta love it. Brian Danielson, one of the best pro wrestlers in the game today. John Moxley, one of the best in the business. And Willie Uta, up and coming prodigy in AEW. A pillar, a future pillar, excuse me, in AEW. And Willie Uta, man. This has been great. When are we going to get the trios titles, please? Tony Khan, when are we getting that, man? Come on. We, we got to get the trios titles. And um, I feel we will get those. We will get those very soon. I don't really want to predict when we're going to get them because I don't know. I really don't. But I really hope it's soon because you have a lot of trios teams and we need those titles. So, you know... I, I love Combat Club. I love him. Danielson, love him. Willie Utah, love him. And John Moxley, I love him. But here's the thing. We cannot keep seeing these three men or the other trios teams face off against people for no reason. There's no substance behind it. So it's kind of hard for me to get invested, even though it is Danielson. It is John Moxley. It is Willie Utah. It's this person. It's that person. But they're not fighting for anything. So it's hard for me as a viewer to get invested. We need those trios titles and we need them quick. Just like this match was pretty quick, but it was good. For the short amount of time that it got, it was good. Um, they won and that's pretty much it. Nothing really else shocking. They won. They beat their ass and uh, they kept pushing. Just like I'm about to keep it pushing with the next segment. So we've seen the Young Bucks are stumbled on and Kyle O'Reilly, he tries Kyle O'Reilly to cheer them up and tells them that he's going to beat Jungle Boy tonight to get them back on track as it was Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly tonight on Dynamite in the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Adam Cole says that they can't be beaten as a team, so he says that they should do an open challenge an open 10-man challenge next week. Again, things like this, I don't understand. These are not important. Um, I fucking hate it. I don't like that they're having these matches just pop up. Excuse me. Pop up like that. I don't like it. 10-man tag. Who gives a shit? Who cares? It's not important. It's not important. It is what it is. Next up, we've seen a video package of Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal go back and forth regarding Santan Singh's attack last week. I'm not sure what's going on here, really. Um, it looks like Samoa Joe. I know Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe have history from Ring of Honor, right? But Samoan Singh's attack last week was pretty cool. Samoa Joe's a badass. Mojo's a beast. You don't need to put Samoa Joe on the show every week. Video packages are perfect for Joe. 
and he's in a you know a storyline immediately out of the gate, which is good. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Samoa Joe will happen soon. I cannot wait for it, but they are just slowly building up to that event. I can't wait to see it. Good video package featuring Samoa Joe. Tony Khan's announcement. This is what I broke earlier in the podcast. Tony Khan gets a hero's welcome from the crowd, and then he puts on his big boy voice, and I don't know why I said that in my notes here. He, he talks, okay? He's talking. Um, and then we see Adam Cole. Now, he calls out, Tony Khan does, President New Japan Pro Wrestling, but Adam Cole cuts him off to make the announcement himself. Adam Cole's a fucking asshole, but Adam Cole's a beast. I love it. I actually LOL'd, not going to lie, when Adam Cole came on the screen. So Adam Cole cuts him off to make the announcement himself. An AEW and New Japan Super Show on June 26th in Chicago. And the show is going to be called Forbidden Door. And also before that show, Adam Cole faces Tomorrow Ishii. The, listen, man. This is going to be fucking awesome. This is going to be awesome, man. Uh, he will face Ishii in an Owen Hart Cup Foundation Tournament Qualifier on Rampage. And he sends out his friend, Jay White, the Switchblade, who takes the mic. Jay uh, says that it's not about New Japan Pro Wrestling versus AEW. It's about the undisputed elite and the Bullet Club because it's still our era. That is one shot right there. Let me tell you something. Number one, Jay White is a fucking beast. Love Jay White. Shout out to Jay White, man. Put respect on that guy's name. I'm tired of people fucking not giving this man his flowers. I'm going to give him his flowers. Okay? Number one. Number two. There's a tease right there that we are going to get the Undisputed Elite versus the Bullet Club very soon. War Games. Wait. What did I say? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Elite. Versus the Bullet Club in war games. I didn't hear no news on that. I'm just speculating on my own accord. Bullet Club, Undisputed Elite, war games. Tony Khan, do it. Do it. I know you want to do it. So go ahead and do it, man. Make that announcement. Great promo by Jay White. I want to see Jay White more on AEW, man. Um, I know he's a New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, confidant over there, but we got to get Jay White over here, man. We got to get Jay White. We got to get the Switchblade on AEW. Imagine the matches that he can have. Sheesh. So that promo was great. Great announcement. Crowd going crazy. Again, this is just a thank you from New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW to us, the fans. And you got to appreciate it. This is really just an awesome time to be a fan of pro wrestling and a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Some good shit. Whoever's hating on this, y'all got to cut the shit. Y'all got to cut it out. Love you guys.
Love everybody that is supporting me. I really appreciate it. Make sure you guys go subscribe and follow to the wrestling takeover before I continue. Subscribe and follow to the wrestling takeover podcast on all available podcast platforms, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google play and iHeartRadio. Make sure you guys go follow me on Twitter at JT takeover and follow me on Instagram at the wrestling takeover. I appreciate the support. Also, while you're at it, go to discusspw.com. I'm recently writing some articles over there for that wrestling site. Check the two articles out. Um, one of them was how I would fantasy book the WWE pay-per-view schedule. That was my first article. My second article was my top 15 greatest women's wrestlers or greatest women's wrestling matches, excuse me, in WWE history. So I ranked my top 15 greatest women's matches in WWE history. Check that out. My third article is coming this week. I already have it stored in my notes. I wrote all of it down. I took all my notes in there. And the third article, or I would say article ranking, is going to be me ranking my top best Hell in a Cell matches of all time and me explaining why they are ranked where they're ranked. So be sure to check that out. That is coming very soon to the website. And again, thank you guys for the continued love and support, man. Let's get back into the podcast. Kind of getting a little tired. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill's a beast. I love Jade Cargill. We love Jade Cargill over here. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Marina Shafir will take place on Friday. And Mark gets dismissed as Jade, Red Velvet, and Kier Hogan discuss their plans for Rampage. Let me tell you something. Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, and Kier Hogan. Whew, it's hot in here, right? It's hot in my room right now. The mic is pretty hot. I don't know, man. The fire. Those are some beautiful women, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Those are some beautiful women. Either way, either way, keep it professional. You know, I am keeping it professional. Those are beautiful women. Uh, so Jade Cargo discussed that, and that's pretty much it. Again, the video package there with Jade Cargo. I cannot wait. Marina Shafir is going to take the le- to L. She's going to lose, and Jade Cargo going to get the dub, and that's it. And after that, they really need to find somebody that is capable and believable to beat Jade Cargo. And again, my prediction. I think it's either going to be Mia Yim. It's going to be Athena, Taya Valkyrie, or Tony Storm who beats Jade Cargill. Or uh, what city were we in tonight? What city were we in tonight for Dynamite? Pittsburgh, PA, right? Who's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? It's not Kurt Angle. Don't say Kurt. We know that. This woman was facing Vanessa Bourne tonight. Britt Baker beating Jade Cargo. I'm just saying. We'll see what happens. Wardlow. He defeated Butcher via pinfall. This lasted four minutes and 18 seconds. Don't really care. Wardlow's a beast. He put this dude down. Butcher. 
I will say I do not like tag team wrestlers being in one-on-one matches and getting squashed like that. I don't like that. So AEW, you got to cut that shit out. You got to cut that shit out. I don't like that. Right? Give Warlow somebody else. Don't give him somebody that is in a formal tag team and an important tag team and that person loses. I ain't with that. Not with that at all. But Wardlow won. It's pretty much it. You know, he was doing the Symphony of Destruction power bombs on multiple occasions. After the match, security handcuffs Wardlow and escorts him backstage once more, and he ultimately leaves the arena. The storyline with MJF is the best thing going in AEW. Eddie Kingston, he cuts a promo. God bless Eddie Kingston. He addresses Daniel Garcia, who he faces with everyone else banned from ringside. And nobody can relay that to Eddie Kingston in this business. Eddie Kingston is one of the best promos in the game today. No question. I love Eddie Kingston, man. Um, The feud has been great. I've been loving it. You know, Eddie Kingston with Santana and Ortiz versus uh, the Jericho Society, Appreciation Society. Whatever you want to call the group. Um, you know, it's weird because Jericho, you know, are we going to get Jericho and Eddie Kingston? I think we will get that at double or nothing. And I'm fine with that because they put on a banger once before. They put on a banger again. You know, but Eddie Kingston going to have to go through these people to ultimately get to Chris Jericho. That's fine. That's, you know, booking 101. You got to get through his henchmen to ultimately get to the person that you're really trying to get to. Should be interesting. Should be fun. I'm very excited. Looking forward to this. Again, another banger promo by Eddie Kingston. Next up, we had Kyle O'Reilly as he defeated Jungle Boy via pinfall. This match lasted 13 minutes and two seconds to qualify for the men's Owen Hart Cup tournament this match was really good this match was really good fast pace i'm growing on jungle boy i'm growing on jungle boy okay i see the potential this guy's a great pro wrestler i see it i feel it and this guy's really gonna have a bright future kyle o'reilly on the other hand this guy's one of the best pure strikers in the game today his combination strikes i really adore i do I love that type of pro wrestler, the strong style. I, I really love it. And they both really, I, I would say, they had a vibe together. They had a connection. And it just was a really good match for the short time that it was given. So we come back from commercial, and Jungle Boy finally shows life and manages to take over with his speed and agility and explosiveness. But Kyle O'Reilly cuts him off. Jungle Boy counters and sends Kyle outside before hitting him with the Tope Suicida. He then hits a lariat on the outside. But Kyle O'Reilly catches him coming back in and hits him with a Dragon School. But Jungle Boy hits a DDT and then a Dragon Sleeper. Kyle O'Reilly then applies another uh, comeback lariat to cause a double, uh, you know, a double move as they both go down. You know, listen, um, I get why Kyle O'Reilly does the lariat 
right? When he holds on to the middle of the, middle of the rope and he goes through it underneath a little bit with his head and then he rebounds and then he, you know, does the clothesline. I've always couldn't, I can't stand that move. It just bugs the shit out of me. It bugs me. I might be alone, not just me, but it just bugs me. But that's it. Uh, both men fight on top of the rope, and Kyle O'Reilly rakes the eyes to get ad- to get the early advantage. But Jungle Boy has Kyle O'Reilly in the trio wall before stomping him down, and then decides against the snare uh, snare trap and misses a sliding lariat. Kyle O'Reilly uh, comes back with some kicks, and then Jungle Boy nearly rolls him, but Kyle O'Reilly comes out of the top with an ankle lock submission. After that, Jungle Boy fights out of the lock in a snap near trap. Kyle O'Reilly reaches the ropes to break it in the crowd. Uh, sounded their appreciation for that spot. Again, the match was great. Crowd was crazy for it. And we've seen Jungle Boy. He nearly rolls Kyle O'Reilly up, but Kyle O'Reilly hits a brain buster and drops the knee from the top rope to get the win. Good match. That's pretty much it, though. Kyle O'Reilly advances, and that's it. MJF, he cuts a promo. This was next up. MJF says, Butcher can't get the job done, but there's plenty of more money where that came from. And MJF calls Jake the Snake, who will set uh, Lance Archer on him. That was interesting indeed. It really was interesting. Um, I don't know why Jake the Snake was brought up. I don't know why uh, Lance Archer was brought up. But it's MJF. He's unpredictable. You don't know what this guy's going to say. You know what I'm going to say? Where's Hook? Where's the Hookers? Where's Hook? Send Hook. Yeah, send Hook, right? We we got Hook tonight. We got Hook. Hook defeated Anthony uh, Henry via pinfall. This lasted 1 minute and 21 seconds. Hook is a fucking star, man. That entrance is awesome. The theme song is sick. I actually have it in my... My uh, one of my songs I download on Apple songs hard, bro. It goes hard. So Hook made his dynamite debut. Crowd goes crazy. He picks the ankle of Henry early on. Henry makes it to the ropes, but as soon as back on the top with huge superplex and brutal strikes to follow UFC strong style type by Hook here. Hook hits a lariat to the back of the head of Henry. He hits the cross face and then pauses. Dan. Dan Housen. Dan Housen, right? He tries to curse Hook out. It fails. Hook locks in the red arm. And Henry taps. That's it. That's it. Send Hook. Tony Khan sent Hook. And Hook beat that ass tonight. I love it. Keep Hook short and sweet and to the point when he's really established where he can cut longer promos, where he can have longer matches, so on and so forth. Be patient with Hook. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's not that hard. Next up, we've seen We've got a lot of promos tonight. A lot of video packages as well, too. Frankie Gazarian cuts a promo. Frankie goes out and calls out Sammy before Scorpio Sky interrupts to ask Frankie to wait. Wait, 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 Frankie, hold up. Be patient. Hold up real quick. Frankie says he's got his back. And that's how the promo ended. It was cool. 
Sammy Guevara versus um, Scorpio Sky for the TNT title in a ladder match that was announced. Should be pretty good. Should be exciting. Can't wait to see it. Um, and that's pretty much it. Sammy Guevara, he needs to be a heel with Ty Conti. I don't want to say copy-paste Edge and Lita, but they really need to take resembles and, you know, inspiration from Edge and Lita when they were both heels in 2006, one of the best runs in Edge's career outside of this run right now, uh, the current run that he's on. And they need to take bits and pieces from them when they were heels. Next up, Thunder Rosa. She gets a video package. Rosa talks about beating Lila and looks forward to double or nothing. And we'll see what happens. Who's Thunder Rosa going to go one-on-one with? I mean, it needs to be the winner of the women's own hard cup, right? You win that tournament, you get an opportunity at Thunder Rosa for the women's title. Um, Thunder, Thunder Rosa, you know, um, her reign really hasn't been that good. That's AEW's fault. They've done the woman dirty right now. I'm not liking her reign. Shout out to Thunder Rosa. I love you. Big fan of you. Um, but you know, I always keep it 100 on the podcast. I'm always honest with my opinions, no matter if they're good or bad, no matter if you agree or disagree, I am always honest. Thunder Rose's reign has been trash so far. They got to fix that. They got to fix the women's division, man. They need better pieces. Or let me put it to you like this. They need established names to be in the division that will carry the new up-and-coming women. There you go. They got Tony Storm. You need a Mia Yim. You need a Tegan Knox. You need a Ty Valkyrie. If you don't Ty Valkyrie. It looks like she's going back to Impact Wrestling. I don't know. But if she is, then you need to get Mia Yim. You need to get Ember Moon, Athena. I don't care what the reports say. AEW is not interested. Bullshit. You need to go get her. Okay? Go get Tegan Knox as well. There's women out there that you need to get. Tessa Blanchard. You need to get her as well. So we'll see what happens. Those women in the women's division. There you go. Those are our opponents for Thunder Rosa. Opponents here, you don't really have a lot to pick out from. You really don't. And AEW really needs to fix the women's division. And um, speaking of the women's division, you know, uh, that other company over there is an embarrassment when it comes to women's division. But the fucked up thing is they have pieces, but their creative doesn't give a fuck. This, in AEW, they don't have pieces, but I will say creative does give a shit. It's weird, right? It's different. It's different. Would you rather have a creative team that doesn't give a fuck, but you actually have women in that division? Or do you want the women's division that, you know, creative doesn't give a fuck? You know, you have a women's division, like I said, or you want to do a creative team that does care, but you don't really have a women's division. I apologize if I repeated the thing that I repeated about. I apologize, but. I would rather have a women's division and actually have one, but the creative doesn't give a fuck because I could flip that creative around quick. With AEW, you know, the creative is decent with the women's division, but they don't have a lot of women and they really need to focus on the women's division. They really do. We'll see what happens. 
Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, they cut a promo. Listen, they need to turn heel. That's all I give a shit about. This promo didn't do anything for me. Not at all. But I will say it looks like they are slowly turning heel. Finally, Sammy Guevara, listen. You need to turn heel. No one gives a fuck. No one cares about your relationship. Nobody cares, homie. I don't care. Nobody cares. God speak to both of you guys. I hope you guys have a great, you know, whatever you're trying to do. I hope it works out. But nobody gives a shit. Okay? Wrestling is used as an escapism for a lot of us. Right? And you're doing your relationship bullshit on TV. No one cares. Nobody cares. But hey, you need to turn heel. You need to take resembles of Edge and Lita. And you guys can instantly be the top of the tier in AEW with the snap of a finger. It's all about the creative. How are they going to fix it? So, next up, we got a House of Black video package they played. And that was that. House of Black, they don't really need to be used on a consistent basis. They should only be used when it's important, when they're in a storyline, or when they're doing a video package. Next up, we had DMD Britt Baker. Speaking of Britt Baker, like I said, if Tony Storm's not the girl, if Mia Yim doesn't come in, if you know Tegan Knox doesn't come in, if Ember Moon doesn't come in, if Tessa Blanchard doesn't come in, I'm speaking of women that can beat, you know, Jade Cargill. The next person I would love to beat Jade Cargill is Britt Baker. We'll see what happens. But Pitt Baker, she defeated uh, Diane Komala, a.k.a. Vanessa Bourne, from NXT WWE. Uh, she defeated her via submission, via 6 minutes and 12 seconds to qualify for the Owen Foundation Women's Tournament. Britt Baker feels like the odds-on favorite crowd pop there in Pittsburgh, PA. So the crowd is obviously going to go crazy for their hometown girl. And Britt Baker looked great. She looked great. You know, she cut a promo, a killer promo. Uh, she grabs a mic and she says that the women's division is a disaster without her before she runs down Ruby Soho. I forgot Ruby Soho. I completely apologize. That's my fault. Ruby Soho can defeat Jade Cargill as well. And Ruby Soho can definitely face Thunder Rosa. Um, I, I'm going to go out of the limb and say it. I, I want Ruby uh, Ruby Riot. Ruby Soho to defeat Thunder Rosa for that title. We'll see what happens. But Britt Baker mentioned Ruby Soho, Tony Storm, and Jade Cargo. While she's on Jade, uh, she moves on to Red Velvet before she says the future of the Owen Hart Cup tournament winner. And there you go. Sheeta, another person. They have people. They do have people. Okay. AEW has a lot of women, but. They're missing a lot of established women. They don't have a lot of them. But we see Sheeta and Serena Deed. Another person there. Serena Deed. Jade Cargill. Ruby Soho. Red Velvet. Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa. Uh, Chris Statlander. Forgot about her. Jamie Hader. I can't forget my girl, Jamie Hader. Okay. 
Um, they have people. You know, they just got to establish them. That's it. You know, and that's up to AEW. But Sheeta versus Serena D. They got a video package next week on Dynamite. Will be Deeb versus Sheeta. I cannot wait. They're going to be in a street fight. I'm pumped. I'm very excited. And it's going to be musty. Main event. Darby Allen defeated Andrade El Idolo with Blade, Marquen, and Jose. This match went 12 minutes and 26 seconds. This was fucking awesome. This was a coffin match. We've seen Sting come out. This was kind of chaotic, to be honest, but it was it was a, a passable type of chaotic situation, if that makes any sense. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, the match was great. Match was fun. Match was exciting. And towards, I would say, the end of the match here, We've seen Andrade hits a superplex off the ramp and then a back body drop. After that, he drags Darby Allen's lifeless body back towards the ring and throws him into the uh, ring steps and then on the apron. He hoists Darby Allen up against, but Darby Allen fights back on the apron and then hits a tope suicida, which drives Andrade into the coffin. But then Jose stops Darby, closing the lid and gets dropped on the tax for his troubles before Darby closes the lid and gets the win. This match was fun, very exciting, and that's how Dynamite or Dynamite went off of the air. My throat is killing me. Um, Again, good Dynamite. You know, we have some news and shit, which was great. I did see the report from Fightful. Um, I don't have the article, but I just seen the tweet from Fightful. I want to end it on this. Uh, I forgot to mention it during the podcast today, but FTR, <laughs> you know, WWE, I don't like to mention WWE when I'm doing an AEW review. I don't like to mention AEW when I do a WWE review, but I want to mention it here. WWE, what the fuck are you doing? You went FTR. You had FTR, the revival, correct? You didn't really book them right. Correct. They left. They wanted their pro wrestling fulfillment. You didn't give them their pro wrestling fulfillment. Now they're in another company actually getting their fulfillment in the pro wrestling world. They want to be pro wrestlers. You didn't give them that opportunity. So now they're in a different company getting that treatment. Now you want them back. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, WWE. Cut the shit. You want to rip the rewards that AEW did. But listen, you know, people need to stop getting pissed off. They need to stop complaining and whining and bitching about these pro wrestlers ultimately going back to the WWE. Let me tell you something. They all eventually go back to the WWE. Majority of them. They all go back eventually. I believe they will go back there. I do think they will eventually go back to the WWE. So... Please, WWE, you fucked up one time. You now want them back because they're popping in AEW. They're doing some big things in AEW. This is unbelievable to me, man. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. WWE wants Jade Cargill. WWE wants FTR. WWE wants Wardlow, Ethan Page, MJF. Those are the people that I've been hearing about. 
that WWE wants right now. We'll see what happens. Will one of them, will both, all of them defect back to WWE or to WWE with in regards to Jade Cargill, MJF, Wardlow, and Ethan Page? Will they go to WWE? Will FTR go back to WWE? I don't know. It's very possible. We'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, this was a great night of wrestling. This was a great night of dynamite. Big announcement for the world of pro wrestling. And, you know, we're rocking and rolling. Again, I continue to support, man. I appreciate you guys very much. Again, spread the word of the wrestling takeover. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Support me and what I do here. You know, I try to be consistent as I possibly can. I try to be giving you guys an honest perspective from my point of view through my eyes and what I see. I always try to be creative with you guys, giving you guys fantasy bookings on how I would do this and that. I love doing that. And, you know, the grind is just going to have to, you know, it's going to continue. I'm going to continue to put up new episodes. And, um, you know, I might miss a couple days, but, you know, I will put up an episode. So you guys don't have to worry about you will be getting a new episode every single week. Twice, three times, four times a week. You will be getting an episode depending on what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. And, you know, the reviews, I want to be consistent with it. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. SmackDown isn't going crazy as it used to. That's why I haven't been posting uh, or publishing SmackDown reviews. I haven't. NXT reviews, y'all know the deal. I'm not really liking it. I will only do NXT reviews when it comes to their pay-per-views or their, um, you know, their theme shows. I will do an NXT review when it comes to theme shows and their pay-per-views. Monday Night Raw, you know, hit or miss. You know, SmackDown is really missing right now. They're not doing anything. Again, that's why I haven't really been covering the show. I have Dynamite reviews. I have the news and rumors. I haven't been really real consistent with the fantasy bookings because there's not really a lot of fantasy bookings to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. And right now I'm kind of just mentally down a little bit with uh, pro wrestling. But an announcement like this tonight with AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling made me be excited again for the world of pro wrestling. I do keep up with everything going on. You know, somebody asked me about that. Do you really keep up what's going on? I do. I read the news. I put in my notes to make sure that I'm going to talk about this and that. And I just have to get up and do the podcast. That's at the end of the day. That's what I have to do. I have to try to get up and do the podcast. So I'm going to try to be more consistent. And, you know, again, this is a struggle. It's a struggle to get noticed in the community. It really is. You know, it's a struggle to build connections. But I'm not going to stop. I love doing this. No matter how long it takes, I have the passion. I have the creativity. I have, you know, just the love, the passion, love, same thing. But I have it for the world of pro wrestling. I love this shit. I really do. And I know you guys love it too. And we're all a wrestling community at the end of the day. That's pretty much all I got to say. That's a wrap for the podcast. Thank you guys for joining me once again right here on the number one most creative podcast in the entire IWC. This is the wrestling takeover. I don't say that just to say that. I truly believe I am the number one when it comes to creativity right here on the wrestling takeover. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. You guys have a great rest of your night. And the next time I'll, you guys will see me, I don't know. Or the next time you guys will hear me, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll keep you guys posted.
You guys have a good night.